Welcome to another episode of the Codex Podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Kruger. And with me today, filling in for my usual co-host, Jamie, is Decoding Panel's own Tim Morris. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very awesome to be back again. And awesome to be sitting here with you, Sonny, getting to do an episode right next to you for a change. Well, glad to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, it'd be awesome to do an episode with you as well. Jamie is taking a well-deserved break. He's been working on a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I hope to see him again next week. He's Absolutely. Here in spirit. <laughs> you know, uh, he's, so. he's probably gritting his teeth really hard editing this episode right now. So <laughs> <laughs> wonder what we're going to say, what we're going to bring up. But uh, Tim, it is good to have an episode of, of you and I, you know, you stepped in for me before Yep. Uh, when I took a break uh, for one week. You did a great job with Jamie. And then also on episode 10, it was me, you and Jamie. We all had a fun time. Our longest episode. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. And now uh, it's two of us yeah talking about jamie's favorite person in the world which would be jared leto uh yeah yeah <laughs> so guys uh if you don't know i do decoding panels i'm the narrator for decoding panels uh i do all the voiceover work for that and uh when sunny or jamie need me to step in or they have me on as a guest uh for their episodes that's what i do but i'm usually behind the scenes which is why you don't see me very often yeah and so for today I'm really excited. We had a fun pre-show today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about the Punisher. We were talking about some things you're working on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were getting some messages from Jamie. Telling us <laughs> what a big job we were doing. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be messaging us throughout the show. Oh, I know. Say this, guys. Say this. You got it, Jamie. Yeah. What? So that was what we were going over for our pre-show. But last week, me and Jamie reviewed Mephisto versus... Fantastic Four, X-Factor, the X-Men, and the Avengers, and we did discuss the uh, what if Rick James was had become the Hulk, which was the um, or the Photoshop I started to mention, but we didn't get to finish it, and I really wanted to read the what it says in the cover of it. Uh, he's it turning says, into a super freak? Oh, something like that. <laughs> uh, it says... Yeah, they really just could have said that if they want to. It says, you know, what if Rick James had become the Hulk? And in the background, you see a guy say, good Lord, that brother's turning into some kind of hungry green skin monster. And it's super freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, I just I have to read that part off. But that's enough about that. <laughs> Much fun as I love talking about it. <laughs> now we've got a great show ahead. We, we do have our on the hunt where we're. Talk, I'll be talking about some real things I'm on the hunt for. Right, right, and absolutely. We'll have a do you know. So it'll be me and Tim bouncing questions off of each other, seeing if we know the questions we have. We're going over the, going over our topic of the week. What is the best horror comic themed? What is the best horror themed comic you've read? Mm-hmm. And we'll be reviewing Marvel Premiere number 28, The Legion of Monsters, or what they call it inside. There's a mountain on Sunset Boulevard. It's bizarre. Quite a name, yes. <laughs> Definitely a bizarre tale. It was told in Marvel premiere. Yeah. But let's get on to 
the show news. Okay. Comic news. Well, first, oh. uh, you're gonna say something? Oh no, I was just gonna go right into the to the first topic there, which is uh, the new Eternals trailer. Yeah. Now, now, as far as the Eternals trailer goes, uh, to prepare for this episode today, uh, I watched two. I watched an ultimate trailer, I think, that somebody had put together of both of the main trailers together. And then I watched the brand new trailer. Uh, if you haven't seen the ultimate edition for the trailer, go check that out. It's like one of the first two videos you find on YouTube. Absolutely amazing. But with, with the Eternals... I am beyond excited for this. And I know zero about the Eternals as far as their comic book lore or anything like that beyond specific things like with the Celestials and, you know, they're eternal and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm super excited for this. I can't wait for this to come out. And uh, this is something that I'm going to take my kids to go see just based on trailer alone, all trailers that I've seen uh, the, the the sprinkle of a hint of Black Knight has me salivating. I am very excited to see what they do with Black Knight. Um, I think that with the sheer amount of star power that they have in this movie, this is going to be a serious Oscar contender. I think way more than what Black Panther was or what Infinity War deserved to be or anything like that that this this is something that i think is going to end up being a really big deal wow i think it looks good uh i'm surprised you had to say even bigger than black panther it's a pretty big uh well statement. i mean i mean like with black panther it deserved the awards that it got and it was a wonderful movie i have my own issues with it but they are inconsequential compared to what the movie was and what it did for the mcu as a whole um Eternals, Eternals, I think is just on a different level. I, I think it takes it above that. Like Black Panther was here, Infinity War and Endgame were here. I think Eternals is way up here. That I, I just can't hype, say anymore. Man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're right. Why, why wouldn't I want it to be this awesome movie? I think it'll be good. I think, um, like I said, a star-stunned cast. Yeah, mm -hmm. great cast. Um, I think, I think there's gonna be. More, more heart to it than it seems you know the trailers you know they're just kind of bring people in so you're showing the action you're showing yep. a little bit of funniness i i am hearing that there's going to be some more heart to the story that some of the characters are going to have more of a some of them are going to have a sad background things like mm. that and you know as a big fan of the avengers i am excited to see you know what's going to happen with black knight you know and uh, things like that and yeah i think it's going to be good i'm still it is still even though they're showing you quite a bit in the trailer I think they're still leaving certain things out. They're not showing you everything. I like that. Well, uh, I, I think it was released the other day. This is like the third longest Marvel movie to be released. They released the runtime either yesterday or early today. I can't exactly remember when, but the runtime is is significant. And I think with the story you know how long is uh, I can look real quick, but I think okay. with the story that is as epic as Eternals wants to be, uh, I think a, a, a large runtime close to three hours or over three hours oh, wow. is is deserving. Let me look that up real fast and see. No problem. Yeah, but they said that does it should be interesting. It's a big star cast, and they said it. Uh, I think it will open up a lot for the MCU. Like we're going to see, because oh, there's yeah. many characters we're going to see 
a lot of characters that, like you said, are relatively unknown. Yeah. After this movie, they're going to be known. People are going to say, who is this? Who is that? Where do they first appear in? Household certain names. Books. Yeah. Yeah, they said they'll become household names. In certain comic books, um, their price, their value is going to go up. Oh, yeah, dude, as, as yeah. soon as people got wind that Eternals was becoming a movie, the first issue, the one Kirby did, skyrocketed. So uh, runtime for Eternals is going to be two hours and 37 minutes. So okay. pace yourself on soda and popcorn. And uh, if you take your children, make sure they go to the bathroom first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that before everything, even before movies, except um, before podcasts. That's right. Go to the restroom. Yeah, so with a runtime of two hours and 37 minutes, uh, yeah, people are definitely going to have to make sure that they use their bathroom and uh, get ready to just sit back, relax, and enjoy what's hopefully a great movie. And I think it will be a good, fun Oh, movie. yeah. Well, that goes into the next news segment that I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 casts Will uh, Poulter as Adam Warlock. Yeah. That is on the big, you know, we were, there was talking you know, not too long ago, who is it going to be? And James Gunn was saying, oh, one of the biggest Marvel characters is going to join. If and it was even going to happen. Warlock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is Adam Warlock and Will Paul is going to play him. So hopefully he does a great job because this is a, a big character, especially like you said, he's relatively unknown to those who just like watch the movies. Mm-hmm. So the comic fans were very excited for this character. And I'm really excited. Like I said, weeks ago, I said I thought he was the most underrated character in Marvel, mm. and now he's going to get some of the spotlight that I think he he more than deserves. So it's it's a big it's big shoes to fill because this is a huge character, like especially with Infinity, you know, Infinity Wars, you know, one of the biggest yeah. movies in cinema history, and then you know mm-hmm. the book Infinity Gauntlet, Adam Warlock, had a huge part in it. Well, I so, mean, the, the whole series, Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch was a direct result yeah. of Infinity Gauntlet back in the 90s. I'm very curious how you feel about the actor himself that's going to portray Adam Warlock. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I haven't seen much of his work. I know like he said he's in Black Mirror and another show that I'm not all caught up on. I've watched Black Mirror, but I have not gotten to his episode yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll definitely make sure to, to get to that hopefully soon. And yeah, you know, like I said, the things acting is sometimes people tend to look at other performances. Like, obviously, Robert Pattinson, people kept saying Twilight, Twilight. He can't play yeah. Batman because of Twilight. But he's an actor. He's been around. He got the role for a reason. And I think the same thing with Will. He, he's gotten this role, and they said that during um, the screen testing that people loved his performance. So. Like, he blew Gunn away during yeah, the screen so. performance, and that's when Gunn was like, you're in, man. So, yeah, yeah my... Nice my my sentiments are the same as yours. I'm very excited to see what happens here with Adam Warlock as a character. I know Gunn will do him justice. And I think that the the actor himself, Will Poulter, uh, is a good choice. Uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is the meme that he's in, you know, where it's all the different people from. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, you guys and getting like, paid. You, you guys get paid? Yeah, right? So that's the first thing I think of. Uh, wonderful range, sir. Wonderful range. That movie was amazing, and you are fantastic. Uh, but but yes, I, th- I think he's going to be a great choice, and I think that this will give him an opportunity to do something maybe that he normally hasn't done before or hasn't done enough of, and this will give him a chance to really push his limits as an actor and shine. I'm I'm super excited for this. 
And I said, shine. Right. Sold, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And too, I bet you we're going to start seeing that meme, but it's going to be the same meme, but just he's going to be gold. But as yeah. Adam Warlock, uh, Adam I'd, Warlock. I'd pay $100 for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Somebody's working on that right now. <laughs> Somebody's working and they're going to be like, I heard somebody wants to pay me $100 for it. Done. Yeah. Actually really good. And now so we move on to our next segment, which does have to do with also the MCU. Agatha Harkness from a WandaVision getting her own spinoff series. Tim, I'm interested in what you have to say about this. So, okay. So with Ag- Agatha Harkness, uh, my personal opinion is such, um, I don't think that it deserves its own spinoff and I'll tell you why I think that with what she did in WandaVision was fantastic. And I think that arc played itself out and I think it was wonderful. And I think it was a great way to, to end that particular arc for, uh, the Scarlet Witch and end that particular arc for Agatha Harkness. I know there's a whole lot more to tell with her story, but I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think that it is a relevant story to tell unless it specifically has to do with how and why she obtained the Darkhold. And uh, if that leads us into some of the darker parts of the MCU, which thinking about it now, maybe that is the case, you know, maybe her spinoff show is what helps segue in blade and maybe ghost rider or man thing, even do a better representation of man thing uh, and the darker parts of the MCU. So, so on one hand, I, I don't think it's necessary, but now on another hand, I am curious to see what they do. Yeah, because even me too, when I first found out, I'm like, really, man, it seems like everybody's getting a show now. Right. Except for sometimes certain comic characters, like this character has even been in anything, you know, these other characters getting shows. But yeah, because first time, like you said, WandaVision, yeah, she did her part great mm-hmm. in there. Great, you know, villain, how she turned out to be, like, you know, she seems like the silly neighbor and then turned out to be Agatha Harkness. You right. Know? Um, but yeah, I was wondering, I'm like, is it going to be a show after where maybe she's trying to change your ways? Or is it before? And I was leaning more towards before, like you were mm-hmm. saying, with how she becomes the way she is. And I think right. that would that would appeal to me, I think, a little more. Yeah. Like you said, especially how you were saying, you know, maybe they need to get you working over there. You know, if I could bring in Ghost Rider and Blade. Right. Dancing, yeah. Use her show as a vehicle to launch the darker parts of the MCU. Bring Blade in that way. That'd be the perfect way to do it. Perfect yeah, way. Um, you mentioned man thing you said like uh you said like before performance you said hopefully they do better uh so our it it seems like you're unaware but uh uh they did a man thing made for tv movie a oh. while ago if you haven't seen it i haven't man. uh it's worth one watch it, it really is <laughs> um the 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 way man thing looks on screen is fantastic uh i i think the the made for tv movie came out on sci-fi edited and then they did release a dvd version of it which is a lot more mature um but uh it's it's worth a watch it's worth it to see what the tail end of what marvel was doing before Iron Man in the MCU. It's 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 a neat experiment. If you liked 
the uh, unreleased Fantastic Four, which I do. Uh, and if you've ever seen the 90s low budget Captain America or the low budget Dolph Lundgren Punisher, uh, then definitely watch like that thing. Yeah, right. It's it's an experience. It's definitely worth one watch. Worth one watch. I may have yeah. to give it, you know, one watch. Because I knew there was Swamp Thing had a series, well, had two series, and yep. had a, a movie. So I didn't realize that Man Thing had one, but yeah, I'll have to yep. check it out. Yep, it's, it's worth watching. I'm, I'm sure curious be... to hear your opinion on it after you watch it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about that more. But uh, speaking of things that, like, didn't go the, uh, their way, Lobo, we got some artwork from the Lobo and Crush animated series. And I think it looked awesome. It looked very cool, but the show did not get the green light to go. Uh, we also found out when I was reading the article, there was a, a Lobo movie in the works. And again, that also got shut down. It blows me away what they decide to push through and what they decide to not push through. Fans of comic books, fans of DC comics have been clamoring, chomping at the bit for anything Lobo right and the artwork the animation for this looked unreal i was blown away and they said it was going to have a straight rock and roll heavy metal soundtrack lobo looked fantastic guys crush looked fantastic there's this one scene what that it shows this one still with lobo riding the body of this creature into the atmosphere of a planet and he's pulling some dude with the superman shirt on right behind him it looks wonderful and i wish that they would have continued with that for what and the article didn't even go into whatever reasons why they decided to cancel it hbo yeah seriously you you need to bring that back that needs to happen yes yeah and like i said that was the most picture that caught my attention too like i said the one where lobo riding it it's <laughs> really cool and like i said uh with that like a good heavy metal sound check it would just go perfect you know yeah oh yeah and obviously it'd have to be rated you know mature oh yeah let it do what you can do like i said they have a harley quinn show that's mature Right, Harley Quinn is tearing the ratings apart, and uh, Lobo would be in the same vein of that style of comedy and humor, but it would be Lobo and Crush, and it would, it'd it'd be awesome. We can only hope and we can only dream. Yeah, I think they they dropped the ball and turning it down, but like I said, it's so weird. Right. Certain shows that do get pushed, and then certain ones that get canceled, and they don't get picked up. It's, nice. it's literally one or two people's opinions when like they say hey i'm pitching the show it could be somebody who just has bad taste right. you know this is this is crash you know we want some other <laughs> well speaking of shows that uh got picked up that are getting made and are already finished how about that uh peacemaker sequel which is the show that's going to be on hbo max that should be uh really good yeah like i said um they have confirmed james gunn confirmed that it is actually it, the sequel to the Suicide Squad. Because people were wondering, is it before? Is it how he gets his, uh, you know, how he becomes Peacemaker? Or is it after? So it has been confirmed that it is after. So I think it's really well. It's what we want to see. It's nice to see origin stories, but I want to see his, his story continue. And yeah, I thought it was a, a great character in the movie. And I am excited to see the show. What about you? I know I've talked to Jamie about it. Well, uh, though the actor that plays Peacemaker remains invisible to this day, um, 
I am very excited to watch a suit with no body inside walk around because we can't see John Cena at all. (laughs) No, Um, no, seriously, uh, I'm excited for this. Peacemaker was one of my favorite characters in the Suicide Squad movie and his story arc throughout all that uh, was absolutely heartbreaking and uh, shocking and exhilarating at the same time and it was my favorite part about the movie itself just watching peacemaker as a character this d-list character that nobody gave a snot about uh is thrown into this movie uh on the suicide squad team and john cena just blew that performance out of the water so to give yeah, to give him a multi-episode series just on Peacemaker alone to see what happens after the events of the Suicide Squad, I am 110% down. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good show. Funny with action, but also I think there's going to be some drama to it as well. Oh, yeah. It'll be really good. Uh, and I realized I messed up on our notes that we almost missed a certain thing with Skittles and Spider-Man, and I'll let you take it away. Oh, yeah. So the Russians uh, have delivered us a wonderful treat uh, with a Skittles ad uh, uh, to promote Spider-Man Far From Home. And on that Skittles ad just so happens to be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in full suit. Uh, My opinion on that, it's, it's not official until it's official. But I have seen so many things. Uh, and, and if you guys have ever watched that YouTube video with the dudes that work in visual effects and stuff like this, that like literally debunked it being a hoax or fake or a deep fake and said that this is about as real as you can get with that video that showed Garfield on the green screen on the scaffolding or whatever it was sitting there, right? Uh, we all know it's true. Garfield knows it's true. Sony knows it's true. They just refuse to admit it's true until it's time to admit that, hey, these guys are in there. So uh, I won't uh, cry from the mountains yet, but uh, just seeing another piece of that. And companies have done that before. They have spoiled things like Lego is notorious for that when they put out their uh, their pictures of the new toy lines that are coming out for specific movie tie-ins and things like that. Lego Lego is wonderful in spoiling things. So why not Skittles in Russia? And Russia's like, hey, here you guys go, Andrew Garfield. Oops, sorry. Oh, awesome. Thanks a lot, comrade. Have a good day. And there we go. <laughs> yeah, that is they're pretty funny too. Like, who would who would think that that's what it would be? It would be a, a Russian Skittles ad that gives it away. <laughs> Right. So what are your thoughts, Sonny? Uh, How do you feel about if if it is or if it isn't? I think it pretty much is. I think we kind of know that it's it's going to be the three. I'd be very shocked if it's not Angel Garfield, Toby Maguire and uh, Tom Holland. It'd be everything he's been pushing towards. I know they're trying to keep it a secret, but it's just too hard to keep this secret. Everybody's trying to take pictures of it on set. You got Skittles ads giving it away. (laughs) They're trying to keep it a secret, but. This is the worst kept secret in Hollywood. It's like that parent that uh, hates waiting until Christmas to give their kids presents to them. And they leave the closet door open just a little bit for them to peek inside. But they're like, nope, you didn't see anything in there. 
uh well yeah i did mom i did no not not until christmas day yeah that's okay. exactly what it's like yeah <laughs> and it literally comes out around christmas right exactly so no. merry christmas yeah it truly is there. yeah that the surprise that you didn't know about <laughs> right well uh sticking with uh film and stuff like that or maybe even going back into television a little bit uh the daredevil showrunner quitting marvel due to the current editor-in-chief sonny yeah that was a, a big story this week let me make sure i get the names right that yeah the showrunner Stephen s d knight said he wants to be done with the show because of the controversy around the editor-in-chief cb sibolsky and now people don't if you don't know what it is is that cb sibolsky was pretending to be a japanese writer by the name of akira yoshida Mm-hmm. And with that, he worked on the X-Men, Thor, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And it does get worse that he would give interviews, like online interviews, pretending to be this man, Yoshida, saying he learned, talking about experiences of growing up in Japan, mm-hmm. saying that he learned English from reading comic books and this and that. And then, you know, you find out that it was that there is no Akira Yoshida, that it was C.B. Zabolski the whole time. No. And now Stephen S. Denight says he's done with Marvel. He won't work with them again until something is done about this. But I know earlier you were telling me that this is not the new, that it's not so new of news to everybody. No, this is, this is old news, right? The only new news is, is that the current daredevil showrunner and writer for marvel is just now discovering this after three years so here's here's my opinion on this okay and and it needs to be said before that this is just my opinion right so stephen denight as high up in Marvel as he currently is, and knowing who the other guy is, the editor-in-chief that he works with, has worked with, did work with until his tweet came out saying he refuses any more work from Marvel, that it took him three years to figure this out uh, is not anybody else's fault but his own, okay? And uh, with that being said, this is information that has already been covered uh before uh and about having to do with this before he became editor-in-chief and all of that stuff and and i believe he's already apologized for that and and even in the article he makes mention that when when this was done when he wrote under the pen name uh that uh, he was a naive uh younger person that uh, really didn't understand cultural appropriation and things like that and decided to use a Japanese name as a pen name, create a whole history for this character that didn't exist and interviews and pretend to uh, have proof and things like that. And then he he did this all for about a year. Uh, And then he squashed all of that, revealed who he was, revealed that this pen name didn't actually exist and the world moved on. Now, Stephen Denight is just now discovering this and is throwing his up arms up in the air and getting all upset 
about this and refusing to work with Marvel until this is dealt with or he is removed. Well, Stephen, it's been dealt with. It was dealt with three years ago. You are three years behind everybody else. And now you want to stomp your feet and get upset and fold your arms and threaten to not work with Marvel anymore. That's fine. Marvel doesn't care. They've got plenty of other up-and-coming writers or writers that are already at stardom status that they can rely on and move to. It doesn't matter. Uh, the point is, is that the other editor-in-chief, I can't remember his name, um, he has already apologized for this. And this is something that has already been completed uh yeah so it, it it makes no sense to bring it up it's like when they brought the the information up about kevin hart uh saying uh derogatory things or, or jokes that uh that really don't go over very well now I back mean, in the past with the awards when they told me he couldn't do the awards, right, right exactly that was something that he had already apologized for had already said that he felt ashamed that he had done but when the Oscars came around, people on different social media sites that feel that their voice needs to be louder than everybody else's demanded he apologize again. And what Kevin Hart do? He said, absolutely not. I've already dealt with that. I've already said, I'm sorry. I've already given a public apology for the world to see, and I am not doing it again. There is no reason to. The world has moved on with the exception of this small band of very loud and obnoxious people that seem to think that their opinion matters, which it does not. It matters about as much as mine does. Now, with all that being said, Stephen tonight just needs to move on. Uh, if, if he refuses to work with Marvel, then he can move on to other companies and he can go work with DC or he can go do his own uh, creator owned comic with Image or Boom Studios, IDW, Zenoscope, even if he wants to. That is entirely up to him. Uh, I, I think that, uh, that this is something that doesn't need to be rehashed. It's already been hashed. It's already been finished. It's already been squashed. And the only reason to bring it up again is to just make a scene. And nobody likes people that make a scene for no other reason than to do that. And do you think, though, now, like with years going by, that now, because before I didn't know about it years ago, but now he's brought more attention to it. I, I wonder what will happen with uh, Zabolski if Zabolski if more people, like say, make noise if they make him step down because mm -hmm. you know we see the world is changing. You know, every year, right? Like this are getting more people in trouble. We saw, like we said, what happened with Kevin Hart a few years ago. And if tonight does not want to return, you know, I'd gladly step in and work for Marvel. <laughs> I I'll, I'll run a show. <laughs> We'll see I'm the pretty thing. popular. My uh, promo for this has over 150 views. That's amazing. That's fantastic. There we go. I gladly would take over. Well, see, Sonny, like you said, you know, the world is changing. And, and, and that's the thing. It's changing at lightning fast speed. And it's taking some people some time to catch up to that. And people need to be patient. And they need to be welcoming. And they need to be humble. And they need to help and guide. Right. Um, people's pasts are their pasts. And if they have not atoned for wrong things in their past, that is something that they should atone for, whether a public apology or not 
is entirely up to them. The rest of the world does not need to know. There's no reason for them to know. They're not privy to personal lives. Uh, they don't need to be. And these editors and chiefs and showrunners and writers are not privy to our personal lives and they don't need to be either. You know, these are people too. They make mistakes. Yeah. They, they, they do the wrong thing. They have a great idea that turns out to be a not so great idea and they don't need to be punished for it every single year with something like this. Now, beyond that, with obvious uh, common sense things that you shouldn't yeah. do, yes. But something like this, no. And like you did say, like I didn't realize that he he was the one he gave himself up. He came out, you said. He, right, exactly, he yeah. I made this mistake. It was a dumb mistake and that, you know, years have gone by. So that is something, you know, that people do. Like I said, they make mistakes. You know, some of them are... You know, some mistakes are kind of hard to forgive and be like, okay, I can understand you don't want to work with somebody like that, but yeah. certain ones, like you said, sometimes it's, hey, let somebody learn from their mistakes and you know, they can move on. Well, see, here's so. Sobolski's quote. Now I'll, I'll read this. This is this is Sobolski's quote as told to bleeding cool. And I quote, I stopped writing under the pseudonym Akira Yoshida after about a year. It wasn't transparent, but it taught me a lot about writing communication and pressure i was young and naive and had a lot to learn back then but this is all old news that has been dealt with and now as marvel's new editor-in-chief i'm turning a new page and am excited to start sharing all my marvel experiences with up-and-coming talent around the globe end quote and the public it's been public information since 2017 wow and that's something too like i said to still you know, he, you know, he admitted what he did and people, yep. so obviously people knew and it, he must have done something to make them, they still moved him up the ladder to make right. him editor in chief. So, you know, he must have put some kind of work in. I don't know what it is, but somehow well, he made his way. Here's one more thing for you. Does anybody know who Richard Bachman is? Uh, Do you know? No. Bachman. Well, Richard Bachman was the pseudonym that Stephen King wrote under for mm. years right created this whole story used a real picture of a real person as richard bachman and had this whole history of this fake person because he wanted to write books under a different name to see if people would buy and read those books in his writing style but without his name on them and they did and it worked but those books flew kind of under the radar until it was exposed that stephen king was richard bachman then Stephen King had Richard Bachman buried and killed, and that's why the dark half was written, right? So people yeah. do this all the time. Yeah. So people do it better than others, obviously, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, like you did say that, it, it is very common in writing to have a, a pseudo name to yeah. write under other and, names. And Sonny, you would know this. What's the name directors or writers use when they absolutely do not want to be attributed to the particular project that they're on? <laughs> Just like I said the other day, like a week ago, <laughs> and then they were saying it's starting to change. Yep. I'm trying to remember what do you remember what it is because right now it's not going to my mind. Right, but but you know what I'm talking about: directors and writers and things like that that work on these movies that uh, get changed yeah. or edited or fixed or whatever the case may be, and they just don't want anything to do with it anymore. They use the pseudonym. Yeah, I think they were saying with uh, with Dune coming out mm -hmm. that at one point. David Lynch didn't want his name attached to it, so they they used that other name. 
Exactly. It's, it's a name that uh, many directors use when they don't want to be attached to something. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's nothing new. I think the thing that makes this one more uh, of a story mm-hmm. is that he used the name of a Japanese person. Right, exactly. Japanese man. And then, you know, like to, to go ahead and say, oh, I was Japanese. And I, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's the race thing too that makes it more broad up. Right. So which just used a name, if he's like, my name, Bob Smith. Yeah. I don't think many people will be making much noise. About and that it. goes into the whole thing of cultural appropriation yeah. and, and things like that and taking from other cultures that you do not belong to. In a story, it's a story. But if you're using it as a pseudonym to write and create and put things out for the public to see, then people have every right to scrutinize and criticize that that choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, so me too. I think that we've talked about, we've discussed it, and we can move on to our yep. last Marvel thing. Before we get into the big, big news that's been talked about, right. I do want to mention and see your opinion on Chris, you know, Chris Claremont's return to the X-Men. Okay, so this I think is kind of cool. Uh, he's com- coming back to do a story in X-Men Legends number 12, and this is going to be like a prequel Excalibur story before what he and Alan Davis did uh, on their run for Excalibur. So it has to do with Shadowcat, Nightcrawler, Mystique, and Destiny. Uh, and, and it's going to be this whole story and event that he's going to do. This is how I see it. I see Claremont as, uh, as a guy going back to an old trunk full of a bunch of memories, full of a bunch of cool things, and flipping that sucker open and being like, I'm going to fill in the gap on this story. And that's what he's doing. He's pulling out that information. He's sitting down and he's writing that out. And he's given us a much needed fill in for a particular section. Is it X-Men? Not necessarily. It's Excalibur, which I think other people need to check out instead of just focusing on Claremont's X-Men run because he's done so much wonderful work in a bunch of other places. And Excalibur is one of those. I am super excited for this. Yeah, I think it will be really good. And like you said, Excalibur, like said, people always think of X-Men and just X-Men, but they don't realize like, you know, the other X-Teams are great as well. Like I said, right. New Mutants, Excalibur, or, you know, X-Force, mm-hmm. you know, X-Factor, yeah. So the X-Men Legends, though, I was going to ask you, like, are you familiar? Because when I was looking into it, it seems that they mostly do X-Men or X-Teams stories, but kind of, like you said, kind of over it, but filling in little gap. Right. Well, they brought in other writers and creators from X-Men past uh, to do stories too. And it was only a matter of time before they brought Claremont in. Yeah. Smart choice. And yeah, it should be really good and interesting. I heard that they're also going to do an X-Factor one. Um, I heard that they've already done Fall of the Mutants. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for X-Factor. I didn't even know about that. I'm ready to go. I'll put that on my there you go. this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. So they should be, so we good. Good news for X-Men Legends. All right. And then now we got to move on to that. The big news that has everybody talking, even people <laughs> who aren't into comic books are talking about this. Superman coming out, but it's not Clark Kent Superman. It is the son of Superman. That's right. Sonny, do you want to give your opinion first? Because mine is going to be lengthy. Um, you know, if we if we want, I mean, okay, fine, sure. Okay. I'll go ahead with it. Yeah. So, uh, but one thing is too is that I would say that the the actor who's played Superman before, uh, Dean Kane, has come out and he has said that he doesn't think it's brave or it's bold. And you know, the, I mean, there's probably some people who really don't like that he said that, but you know, he's entitled to his opinion, whether we agree with it or not, agree with it. Mm-hmm. 
as everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, and it does seem like now, I said a lot more characters are coming out, and Monday was it's a national coming out day. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, yes, yeah, so it was Columbus Day, Indigenous People's Day, coming out day. Next year, there may be all a few in more one added day. To it. Yeah, all, all on wow. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, there was a lot. Um, people don't people don't work well on mondays as it is guys give us one special thing to focus on each day not three on one yeah we got three on one (laughs) i'm sure like said next year there'll be a few more to add to it right but you know me because as soon as you first hear superman is bisexual you think wait what clark kent you know cal l but it is his son and me i mean I don't think I would have, if I was writing, I'm not writing it, I would have put him in that direction. But I mean, it is the, the writer's jobs to, to do something to get people reading. And I'm like, well, I guess if, if that's how they see the character, I just hope that they do the character justice, that it's not just a ploy to, to just get people talking. Yes, just people are talking. To people sell issues. Yeah. yeah. I don't want people, like, don't do it just to sell issues. Make it so that it's a great story because, you know, I believe a story could still be great. And I'm a fan of romance, whether it could be between a man and a woman, a man and a man, a woman and a woman. So just, I just hope that the story itself is just a great one. And, you know, not just to do it, to pull us in. And then it's like this, right. really suddenly he's this straight guy the whole time. And then just in one issue, he just suddenly is in love with a man. Right. I hope that they just do the character justice and, and if they're going to go forward with that storyline, do do that kind of storyline, do that kind of romance justice. Right. Absolutely. You ready? Yes, I'm ready now. Okay. So uh, guys that are watching this, if you didn't like my opinion on the Daredevil showrunner, then you're not going to like what I have to say now, but uh, you're grownups, you're adults, and you can handle it. It's okay. Um, here's my opinion. On I'm super- triggered. You triggered me. <laughs> uh, here's my it takes op- a lot to get me going. Here's my opinion go. on Superman's son coming out as bisexual. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's not Superman, number one. Uh, Superman is, is a whole nother character. Superman is Clark Kent. Superman is Kal-El. This is the son of Kal-El. This is a different Superman. This is not the Superman that has been around since the 30s up until this minute and the minutes beyond. This is a wholly different character. Now, with that being said, all of you people that complained about uh, homosexuality invading comic books and certain characters all of a sudden becoming gay or bisexual or lesbian or whatever the case may be, um, you all said the same thing. We want an original character or make an original character that this happens to naturally. Well, guess what? They did. And it's yeah. Superman's son. And you don't like that because it's Superman's son. And he's wearing the S shape on his chest, which stands for hope. Right. Is that correct? I believe so. Yep. So comic books as a general rule from the opening days of the Marvel universe and even before that have been all inclusive and talked about societal issues that have been going on right in front of our faces. And it has given us the comic book reader an opportunity while we escape reality to be a little bit grounded and think about what we're reading 
X-Men is a prime example of that. The Milestone universe is another prime example of that. Uh, Shadowhawk, when he came out as a character, he was revealed to have had AIDS. And that was a big deal when that happened, right? And now you have Superman's son, not Superman, but Superman's son who wears the S on his chest and represents the L family is bisexual. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a natural progressive arc for a character that was created like you guys wanted that has since come out and revealed himself to be bisexual. Guess what? It happens in the real world every day. You know, nobody should care about that. Nobody should care about who loves who and how they love other people. If you don't want it in your comic books, then don't buy those comic books. There's no reason for you to be a jerk and yell and scream or put those stupid laugh emojis on Facebook on these topics and conversation and cuss out and cut down people that want to read good, engaging stories. If you don't want to, don't buy it, don't read it, but there's no reason to boycott it because it's a ridiculous reason to boycott, right? That's my opinion. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah, because they said people constantly were saying we want original characters, and there you go. There it is. Got what right you asked for. Yeah. And people will people will always find a way to complain. They will always find something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's always those loud people that have no business being loud, but they're loud and they are speak louder than people that know how to have rational conversation and rational debate and still go get a beer afterwards, right? Because that's what normal people do. But when you yell and scream and threaten and things like that, then your argument becomes invalid because now you have gone beyond debate and you've gone into ridicule and insult and aggression. And then your conversation doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, because you don't learn anything. It's just no. I'd be insulting you. You'd be insulting me. At the end of the day, we're both just insulting each other. Exactly. And nobody's learned anything and gone any further. But yeah, I really like right. what you said. Very well said about that. And we shall see what happens. Uh, November 9th, the issue comes out of Superman, Son of Kal-El. It's five. already on my pull list. And I've got the other issues right here waiting to be read again uh, so I can prepare for this. Yeah, because it's definitely going to be a big issue. One yeah. to definitely pick up. And with that, we conclude our comic news for the week. And now, Tim, are you ready? We can go on to Do You Know? Oh, I have been waiting for this since about uh, 5.30 this afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. Sonny, oh, I'm going to stump you. Uh, all right, man. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You're the guest, so I'll let you choose. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you my first question. This one this one will be easy. This one will all right. ease you in. <clears throat> so... My do you knows are all horror related, horror themed, which kind of ties into our topic of the week. And it's spooky season. So, you know, you kind of have to. So, Sonny, what was the first comic title dedicated specifically to horror stories, original horror stories? I will just say... Uh, werewolf by night no uh it is eerie number one that came out in 1947 oh wow now there were 
Yeah, right. Way back then, there were there were horror related stories in other comic books and things like that, and you had the true crime stuff and and the dramatizations and things like that. But Eerie number one was the first title specifically for original horror stories. Nice, very cool. Mm-hmm. And now I now I know. Now you know. Eerie number one, nineteen forty seven. Okay, so now I will get to you. Since we are in episode eighteen. Who made their first appearance in Marvel Superheroes 18? <laughs> I know it was a superhero. Um, Marvel Superheroes number 18. Iron Fist. Nope. It was actually the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was close. The awesome character. <laughs> At least it's Marvel, you know. <laughs> right. Okay. Right on. That makes sense. What year was that? Do you know? Uh, was it 69? I know. I could look was it, is, is that the cover where it has them all spaced out on the front? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah okay. Four, yeah. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yondu. Yeah. Well, okay. You ready for question two? Okay. Question number two. All right. We this both is, jumped each other once. This is more modern. So, so this one you might get. Has Archie Comics ever put out a horror-themed book, true or false? True. Okay, that is correct. What was the first horror-themed book they ever put out? Do you know? Uh, Just the name of their book? The name of that specific title. I didn't know. I would would say, like, Archie meets the man thing. Close. Archie is close. It's Afterlife with Archie, and it came out in 2013. Okay, yeah. So yep. wow. That was the, that long for that was the year they dropped the comics code authority and then they put out Afterlife with Archie right after that. Okay, so you got the true part right. Yeah, so you got you got one right. You're one for one right now. <laughs> All right. Now you need to get this as uh two actors. So we know Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine. We know Wolverine, beloved Wolverine, beloved Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. But there were two actors who were originally uh, giving the part first, but they both turned it down. Do you know you can, any of the actors? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say uh, Dustin Hoffman was one. No. No, okay. You got another one, I guess. Uh, what about Kurt Russell? Very close. Not <laughs> Kurt Russell, but Russell Crowe. Ah, God, half of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, I heard Russell, but yeah, so it's Russell like- Crowe. That's like half a point right there. <laughs> and the other actor was Doug Ray Scott. God. Yeah, and even too, like, I'm not too familiar. They said Doug Ray Scott actually not only turned down Wolverine, but he also turned down the role of Aragon in Lord of the Rings. And where's he at now? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody been, knows. Some little movies when I looked them up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So, Sonny, you're one for one. I'm half for two. Um, <laughs> Number three, I can't count today. So number three, name two horror authors that have written comic books, not comic books based off of their material, but have actually written comic books, two horror authors. Okay. Um, I know he's done some of his works, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that he's done some other comics as well. I'm going to say Clive Barker. That is correct. Yes, Clive okay. Barker has written horror comics. And who is the other one? 
I'm going to say Stephen King. Holy smokes. You're smarter than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're two for three. That's fantastic. Uh, All right. Good. Ooh, I, I don't know too many uh, horror authors, but I know them. <laughs> Well, all right. I'm gonna justify. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come from the from the ashes. I'm gonna rise like Jean Grey and the Phoenix. Let's do this. M many times, many times. Right. right. Okay. Since we were on to the subject of uh, you know LGBT characters mm -hmm. in comics, Monday was coming out day, and I said, let me see. Do you know who was the first character in DC to be openly gay? in dc to be openly gay um shoot uh i want to say renee montoya but i know that is incorrect i know it's not batwoman um i give up i don't know i'll give you a hint it goes with uh, hispanic heritage month <laughs> This character is very unknown. Uh, is it uh, the Aztec? No, it is a character named Extraño. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I was like, I thought, I'm like, maybe I'll ask Timmy. <laughs> and I'll do a bonus one for you because I went like, I didn't realize it was a super unknown character. Do you know the first opening gay character in Marvel? Uh, wasn't it North Star? It was North that's right yeah that yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, North, so yeah, so yeah dc's was a character named extraño what was his power do you do you know what he what he could do magic magic okay right on. Said, do you know these comics that said he was in new guardians and that he made his first appearance in millennium two hmm i'd I'm see like, now i'm gonna go read it i'm gonna go check out the issue and see what it says <laughs> and I uh, just got a message from Jamie and he's like, Sonny, I'm very disappointed that you did not bring up your books for any questions. Please bring up your books more and more. That we're not at that segment. Yeah, right, yet, yeah. so. <laughs> he wanted me to ask you questions about my books. Uh, I, can I was trying to keep it calculated. What uh, material are you using to print the words on for paper? Do you know? I use a, when I do, I usually just do online stuff, but I have done a few for myself, like just for a few people like around me, like close relatives, and it's been a site called Blurb. Wow. I have to find something new, yeah. <laughs> you should just put it online. I am now on the hunt for that. I already <laughs> have the link, so. <laughs> so. There you go, I got those. And before <laughs> I have them officially for everybody to read, they, uh, you know, I'll make sure that it's all well. And right over there is my actual books. Some of them right there. There you go, right on. Right on. What? So there we go. There's do you know? And now, like you were saying, on the hunt. So now we can move on to on the hunt. Well, because of last week, I had to trick Jamie about instead of saying Rick Jones, what if Rick Jones is the Incredible Hulk? I said, what if Rick James? But now, after all that, after all that joking around, me being silly, <laughs> I, now I really want that comment. I really want what if Rick Jones was the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> So what if the what if Rick Jones is the Incredible Hulk is I'm on the hunt for it. Sunny Christmas is coming up, buddy. I will look for a 9.8 CGC or CBCS grade of that book. And uh, you may get a gift before the end of the year. I may just have to put it somewhere on the wall. 
so that it appears in every episode. Now. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. <laughs> is is that the only thing you're looking for? Or do you have other things that you're kind of? I do have some other things like before I mentioned that Quasar. Uh, obviously, like certain books too, like ones like that everybody's coming up for first appearances. Things, mm-hmm. that, especially since you and Jamie both showed you had like the first appearance of Carnage. I'm feeling a little left out, but I was looking <laughs> for it, and I'm like, yeah, this that's not a cheap one. It's a I would Pretty, wait I would until get. the uh, the hype dies down. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, because I'm like, oh, this looks pretty good. Grab bags. Like I was seeing on eBay and sometimes people do grab bags. And maybe that'd be a good way for me to get some of these rare comics. You now, ever do them? I have done grab bags before. I have done Torpedo Comics grab bags. And I have done the, the grab bags on eBay where they give you a picture list of what could be in a box. Now, this is my opinion on grab bags. Um, If you are prepared to be surprised, uh, by all means, spend the money. With Torpedo Comics, you're going to spend a lot. You're going to spend $60 or more depending upon which mystery box they decide to do the it's, it's like playing the lottery, man. Uh, you can either win a free ticket or you can win a million dollars. It really depends. Um, with that, I being want a s- comic worth $3.6 million with, with that <laughs> being said, parents, when, when I did the torpedo comics grab bag, um, don't expect to, uh, make your money back in the issues that they give you because you will not because what they have them priced at uh, which is right there on the stick on the box or on the comic book itself not the book itself but the, the plastic uh, it it is not what you'll look up on ebay for sold listings and current market value it will be different it will be lower uh, so be prepared for that uh, if you're interested in just getting a random assortment of books some cool books some cool variants which i was very happy to get or stuff that you maybe normally wouldn't usually check out by all means do it uh, the ebay stuff uh, if you buy the random grab bags that they don't tell you what you'll get uh, you're you're not going to get anything worth more than a couple of dollars, but that's not the point of those. The point of those is for people that uh, want to increase their collections or they want to get access to different titles that they normally wouldn't have thought of or normally wouldn't see or would pass over. Now with those grab bags, those blind ones, um, you have that access. But then the other ones where they give you the pictures of what could be in there and they have all these cgc graded and signature series and this and that and the variant covers and all these other cool things right there's a possibility that you could get those but who knows how many boxes that they've made so those are cheaper than uh the torpedo comics stuff but i like those a little bit more because um i i get some different stuff uh I, i have a better chance of getting something cool a cgc graded book or something like that but but if i'm going into there expecting to get that i will be disappointed if i go in not expecting it and just wanting to be surprised absolutely that's what i think i would do i think i will have to get one like i said i'm not to be thinking about i'm gonna get this super expensive one just 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 have a good time yeah if you got 30 bucks instead of going to the comic shop and buying five issues uh just do one of those and see what you get yeah it's, it's I will have it. to get one. I'll have to get one and I'll have to put it on our mail call. Yeah, there you go. That would yeah, be awesome. That'd be amazing call, to so see. see my genuine act reaction if I'm happy, if I'm mad. Yeah. 
Darn it. Derby, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get action comics number one. <laughs> All right. But Tim, what are you on the hunt for? Well, there's there's two things. So uh, my my big on the hunt, and I'm closer to this than than I've ever been before, is uh, Uncanny X-Men 266. And that is the first appearance of Gambit. Uh, first full appearance, guys. The annual doesn't count because that's a cameo. Um, but uh, Uncanny 266, I have found a graded copy. Now, I am not naive enough to think that I can afford to get a 9.8 just popping dollar bills out to get it. Absolutely not. So the one that I found is an 8.5, and I am absolutely okay with that. The price is comfortable. Uh, and it's uh, from a from a person that I trust. Uh, and I think I'm going to go forward with it within the next uh, two weeks to a month to to start working on getting that. Uh, because I've, I've told Jamie this, I don't know if I've told you, but I am working on collecting every single issue in Uncanny X-Men. And I'm starting from the last issue, 544 and going backwards so because i know all the older stuff is way more expensive than i can afford right now so i'm starting from the end and working my way through and 266 is one of those issues uh well maybe we'll be millionaires from the show and you'll you know get, get all those issues hey but i don't want to fantastic i don't want to make you jealous but i have x-men 266 do you have the facsimile edition? right here oh look at that <laughs> in my epic collection <laughs> that you you're closer to it than i am i don't even have a facsimile or anything so, like that that's as close as i'll get to it in my epic collection <laughs> sunny i am insanely jealous right now i quit the show i'm out <laughs> no oh, uh the, the 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 other stuff i'm working on this is this is lesser stuff uh, a lot of people may not care about if you're heavy collectors uh, but I like the character and I like the story and I want to finish the issues off and I'm only short too. Uh, so that's finishing off uh, Deathlock Volume 2 from the 90s. I'm two issues shy and that's the last two issues, 31 and 32. And I know that they had lower print runs, so their price is a little higher. Uh, and I always find reasons to buy other things instead of those two. And I just need to to get them and be done with it so I can close that book. Nice. Uh, yeah, maybe there'd yeah. be your uh, from the vault sometime. That'd be but, nice. Yes. So that is the Deathlock, the one from the early nineties. Um, because I have a Deathlock trade. Mm. That, so the one you're collecting is that the one that includes like Souls of the Cyberfolk? I uh, I think so. It's it's the one from the nineties. It's like when Ghost Rider and All Hail Darkhawk and Deathlock and Super Pro and uh, all those other guys came out at the same time. Um. Yeah, Deathlock was was one of those. You guys in comic book collecting, you know Darkhawk. All hail the mighty yeah. Darkhawk. <laughs> get, get that for, get that issue number one. Yeah, I need to get that issue number one so you, I can buy an have enough money to retire if I feel like it. Yep, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> those 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 are the ones that I'm sniffing around for right now. There, there's our on the hunt, and now we get on to our works. Right on. Right. So, for me. I have started writing my next book. So oh, I announced gee. before, yeah, that I announced before that in November I'm going to start releasing Crimes 2 on Wattpad under my username, Son of the Writer. Mm -hmm. And but right now, obviously, Crimes, the original Crimes is written, it's on Wattpad. And now I'm currently writing the prequel to Crimes. I'm writing Crimes Zero 
A Dangerous Love. And that's what I started a few days ago. I'm still working on a series about a series every day. Um, but I'm like, I really, I need to get to my writing. I love well, my writing. That's my it, favorite thing. So I got to it. It's exciting to hear that you're, I mean, series about a series, I'm invested. I'm ready to see what you do. And I've, I've seen stills and stuff that you've put out with the green screen and painting your face uh, and uh, all that stuff. But uh, your, your writing is what I'm super interested in. And, and it's exciting to me to know that that you're working on another book. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's, it's in my heart. It's in my soul. It's what I like to say. If someone asks me what I do, I like to say writer first, and then I'm learning everything else and I'm loving the yeah. acting. I'm loving the directing. Editing is fun, but it takes a very long time. It, very, it, it absolutely does. I know that yeah. all too well, <laughs> but, uh, but the writing is still, is still my favorite. That's, that's where I am at heart. And, you know, the stories come to my mind and I try to put them on paper mm. or, you know, or online <laughs> and then, and then with the series about series, you kind of get that onto the screen, and it's taken a long time because I just I want it to be perfect. I want to make sure every part looks looks really nice. Right. Every part sounds really good. So that's I'm working on the editing, and I've been editing some of the music to it, and making sure certain things sound right so mm-hmm. that there's no silent parts or that you know if I'm speaking to you, my character doesn't sound super loud, and then you sound really low, so everything sounds even. And then it just comes out to this beautiful masterpiece that everybody loves. And then next year I could say, guys, get ready for more episodes. <laughs> you so, made a show. Yeah. There you go. So that's my, our works <laughs> for this week. Now, Tim, I know you've got a lot to tell us. You've got a lot going on with grading meat and everything. I do. So, so like I said in the pre-show, I'll say it again. If you guys don't know, uh, I do uh, my main channel, which is grade meat on YouTube. And uh, I do that with my wonderful friend, uh, Vampy. Her and I have known each other for over 20 years. And uh, it's a show that uh, we watch and review uh, whatever we want to. Movies we like, movies we've never seen, movies that are super duper popular that we absolutely despise. Uh, And we have a good time for the hour and a half that we're watching it. And then we talk about how we feel about it, give you an honest opinion and an honest review. And it's all condensed down into about 30 to 45 minute episodes. I know they're a little long, but uh, if you guys sit through them, you'll enjoy them. And and there's a lot of good content in there. Uh, I tell dad jokes a lot. So if you like those, uh, there's stuff you can write down. Um, But uh, we have uh, (laughs) we're we're knee deep into season three right now. We've done two episodes so far. Uh, We watched the entirety of Local 58 which if you guys haven't seen that uh go watch me and bambi watch that and then go watch it again on uh the main channel for local 58 so you can really get into it or do it the other way around whichever works best for you uh and jamie came on uh for an episode and we did adi shankar's bootleg universe which was absolutely fantastic i love that stuff we watched punisher dirty laundry and power rangers unauthorized uh we just put out a new channel trailer uh, that encompasses everything that Grady meets about in under uh, three minutes. Uh, so go check that out. That'll give you a really good idea of, of what I do on there with, with myself and my friend Vampy. Um, we also uh, have uh, interviewed uh, some pretty f- uh, important people, or at least to me, uh, Pat Miller, who is Joey from Maximum Overdrive, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, we got to sit down and talk to him for a little over an hour, and he has since become a personal friend of mine and Vampy's. 
we have other friends sunny like i said we're trying to get you on there but our agents yeah. just aren't communicating yeah, properly. Gotta work it out and uh, <laughs> when we work it out i'll make sure to be on there yeah but it'll be a fun one i'll make sure it's fun but i'm sure you i'm sure it's always fun oh I've been yeah. checking out some of the episodes i checked like i said seeing jamie on there with you guys yeah. with the punisher yeah and everything then sometimes just check out other parts too and do your interviews hey you have a you have, have a few you've had a few special guests on there yeah yeah uh our friend amy who uh does a channel for herself called fantasy fiction fanatics she's been on several times we love having her on uh vampy's husband enigma of the dragon he's a twitch streamer he's been on uh and we've had other people come on too friends of mine that i role play with on monday nights for dungeons and dragons and other role-playing games they've come on and played some games with us and we had an absolute blast uh, so yeah, grade E meat. If you guys haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you go do that. And I'm not saying that because I do it, but I am saying that because I do it, but I'm not because I enjoy the content myself and I love sitting there and watching it. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Season three is in full swing right now. We've got Wednesday lunch specials. If you don't have a whole lot of time, uh, if you have even less time than 10 minutes, we have jerky bites that are six minutes and less, uh, and you can go see some outtakes from previous seasons and stuff like that and see exactly what we do. It's awesome. Good time. Yeah, it's been fun. I've enjoyed watching it and I'm really looking forward to being a part of it and being on there. Right on. I can't check wait. That out. Yeah. And I know you have new episodes every, what is the day you have new episodes? Uh, so every? new episodes for the regular seasons come out every Saturday at uh, 1 Eastern Standard and 12 noon Central Standard Time. So every Saturday for 13 weeks, uh, we got new episodes coming out every Wednesday. We have Wednesday lunch specials and jerky bites are done on Tuesdays and Thursdays in between seasons. So when season three ends uh, around Christmas time, you'll have a month of uh, jerky bites on Tuesday and Thursday that'll come out until season four starts. Nice. Well, there you go. There is our, our works. That's right. Uh, any last minute things you wanted to say before we move on? No, I, I'm good to go. I've said more than enough. <laughs> All good. All good. Glad to have you. Glad to have you talking. Now, I guess see what's that uh, class you're drinking from? Is that a... Oh, it's okay. Iron Man. Iron Man, nice. Okay, there we go, Iron Man. I yeah. see. I was like, wait. Okay, so was like, Very cool. <laughs> I got to get myself some of those. I, I, see I don't... People have a lot of cool mugs. I don't have any. I don't have grown-up glasses here. I have these glasses here, and this is what I drink my milk and my water and my soda and my juice and my beer out of. So, yeah. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, very cool. I like it. You know, I love all my, my comic stuff. Yeah. So, now, speaking of comic things, we go on to our topic of the week, which yes. is what is the best horror-themed comic you've read? And now, Jamie usually has our top three, but this week he's sent his top three to you, Tim, so I'll let you read them off. Yep. Give me one second. So with the topic of the week, uh, that was something you guys asked me to to think about. And uh, this is the first thing that came to mind. Again, it's spooky season. So, you know, what better question to ask than what's the best horror comic you've ever read? So uh, now the uh, the picks from when this question is asked on Facebook, these are at random. So uh, get ready for this. Nick Wahlberg uh, says Gideon Falls. I have never read Gideon Falls. I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to definitely check it out. Have you heard anything about Gideon Falls? I have not. No. Okay. So yeah, another one that I have to look into. 
So now we have homework. (laughs) Uh, Morgan Spiceman uh, says Hellblazer by Garth Ennis. Uh, Anything Garth Ennis does, uh, I have not had a problem with. I have loved just about everything that he's done. Uh, The Boys, Hellblazer, Preacher. I mean, the list goes on. Cool. And then... Yep, and then finally, James Thompson says Lock and Key Crossed, The Walking Dead, and 30 Days of Night. Have you ever read Crossed? I have not. Holy smokes, dude. That, that is an experience on its own. It's, it's very graphic. It's very detailed in its graphicness. Um, but uh, if it's something that you can handle and you can handle that type of horror book, I highly recommend reading going to give me nightmares? possibly it did me okay well, good. well if i read it then i i want those nightmares <laughs> okay so so sunny what is what's the best horror comic that you've ever read you know i'm not too familiar with doing so much of horror comic books but i guess if i had to pick a horror theme i guess the closest would be if i had to pick i guess i would say swamp thing i'm a big fan of swamp thing and i guess some people have put it in the horror mm-hmm. theme so okay then I'll put it to, if it goes to the horror theme, I'm going to put it and say that it is my favorite is the saga of the swamp thing. And my favorite issue of saga of the swamp thing is issue number 24 called roots. And that is where, um, so in the beginning of it, so this is close to the beginning of, uh, Alan Moore's run mm-hmm. on the saga of the swamp thing. And this pretty much brought the conclusion to his first story arc mm-hmm. with the swamp thing. And in this issue, he, uh, he finally comes to a climax where he fights the Floronic Man and the Justice League are actually watching it. So they're just sitting like, on the sidelines checking things out. Much, yeah, they're pretty much just watching it because <laughs> they realize, like, oh, who's, who watches over the swamps and everything? And then oh, even so Flora- the Floronic Man even takes out a chainsaw from somebody and chainsaws somebody up. Wow. And he's, he's got, you know, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, like I said, horror stuff. So you know, swamps makes you think of, you know, Friday the 13th. Mm. Somebody pulling out a chainsaw makes you think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So my favorite horror theme is the Saga of the Swamp Thing, issue 24, Roots. Right on. Okay. So with me, the, the best horror comics that I've ever read, there's a, there's a few. So let's go mainstream first. So mainstream first, one of the best horror comics I've ever read is Hearts of Darkness with Wolverine, the Punisher, and Ghost Rider going against Blackheart. Uh, Guys, if you have never read that, uh, put yourself back in the 90s mind frame and read that story. Howard Mackey's uh, writing is at his best there. And uh, John Romita Jr.'s artwork, I think, is pinnacle for his performance in the 90s. It is absolutely a worthwhile and fantastic read. And you really get some insight into how Punisher Wolverine and Ghost Rider feel about certain things. You know what I mean? Like what really makes them the type of heroes that they are. And it, I, I can't say it enough. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's a wonderful read. And I highly, highly recommend it. Um, on that, uh, mo- moving on from that uh, afterlife with Archie, uh, if you want to read, if, if you've ever been on the fence about getting into Archie comics, Afterlife with Archie is the book you need to read because it is not like any of the Archie comics that you've ever read before. And it is 
absolutely mind-blowing. I read that back in 2013 when it came out, and I was hooked. First issue, I was hooked. Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, Jughead, Archie, Betty, Veronica, the whole gang is in there. And it is absolutely phenomenal to read what they did in that. It's separate from the main Archie universe, obviously. But uh, it's it's well worth a read. And then going back into what uh, some of the picks were, you know, with Crossed. Crossed. Guys, I discovered Crossed on Reddit uh, in, the, in their comic book forum, r slash uh, comic books, I believe. And people were talking about something similar to this, like, what books did you read that, uh, that had a lasting impression on you? And this guy said Crossed. And he gave a small description of what it was and spoke about this one particular scene in the book that really haunted him. Now, I w- in turn went and got the, I think it's the first five issues, five or six, I can't remember, but I went and found them and got them and read them. Holy smokes. It's, it's intense. Um, it's aggressive. It is unapologetic. It is very violent. It is very graphic. Um, and they hold no punches with what they put in front of you. Um, if stuff like that bothers you, I don't recommend reading it at all. But if you can read something like that and look at the pictures on the page and realize that it's fiction, it's not real and it can't hurt you, then it'll be a great story that will leave a lasting impression. Those are my picks. That's what that, those are the things I recommend people check out. And I can say I have read uh, Hearts of Darkness. What did so you think of it? Did I you do want- agree with it. I like it. And it's a quick one. It was, I was surprised by how that it's not like a long story. No, nope. it's, oh, it's really issues. self-contained. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, like I said, obviously just gets the action straight away. And yeah, you could see some of your favorite heroes, you know, Wolverine, the Punisher, Ghost Rider, go to hell and fight some demons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a good quick read. Yeah, definitely, like you said, perfect for October. For yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, and in a few days, we'll have a topic of the week posted. You know, maybe it'll be another horror theme thing since we are in October. And now, speaking of horror themes, speaking of the Ghost Rider, we get to our review, which is Marvel Premiere number 28, The Legion of Monsters, which is actually called inside of it, it is called. There's a mountain on Sunset Boulevard. Now, Tim, I know I'll let you, I know you do, you will do a uh, decoding panels episode on this. Yeah, this will come eventually. Give everyone a little preview and I'll let you take the review away. Okay. So this was written by Bill uh, Mantlo. Pencils are by Frank Robbins. Inker is uh, Steve Gahn. Colors by uh, Janice Cohen. She's done a lot of stuff that I've read recently. And letters are by Karen uh, Mantlo. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, the story starts in Los Angeles. And out of nowhere, this mountain shoots up out of the ground. But it's not a super huge mountain, but it's a mountain. And it shoots up out of the ground and causes all kinds of chaos. There's an earthquake. <laughs> right? Well... Let me tell you something, lady. This ain't no movie. Um, (laughs) Yep, there you go. But it tosses Johnny Blaze off of his bike because he just so happens to be in Los Angeles going to see a movie. Um, Right? That makes sense. Um, But uh, yeah, so that happens. And Morbius is in the issue. 
and werewolf by night is there and so is man thing um this was a middle of the road issue for me this was not something that that i got really into like like okay the 70s writing is very evident there the the book did not age well as far as the writing goes the artwork is the artwork and and i enjoyed that in the aspect of the time it came from and things like that but and he stayed consistent with the way that uh ghost rider looked the way morbius looked throughout the book and the way man thing looked and i really loved his portrayal of man thing so frank robbins you did a really great job there um as far as the story goes uh spoiler alert they never become the legion of monsters uh spoiler alert they never become a team and they just beat the sh beat the snot out of each other for 32 pages and then they all leave um right so 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 it's it's fair it's it's a fair book it's a i give this a straight even five out of ten uh, artwork was was consistent and it was with the times and it was good uh, the writing was not phenomenal but it was not subpar uh, it was very descriptive um, and uh, it did a good job telling the story that it wanted to tell the story that it told just wasn't a very good one to me um, because the the cover is very misleading legion of monsters stay away we can't even fight that well no you can't because you didn't you beat the crap out of each other for the whole issue and then whatever happened to the guy happened to the guy uh so so yeah uh unfortunately middle of the road five out of ten five out of ten and uh, yeah the guy starseed starseed so, oh my yeah, god starseed uh the cool warlock name, before yeah. warlock yeah yeah so like i said he came yeah like to the title uh the cover i was reading i was looking at like a list of like good uh comics to read in in october yeah. and i was and i found okay that's pretty cool let's let's give this one a shot and yeah the cover isn't saying like so they don't <laughs> become the legion of monsters nope not at but all you do still have the four characters in there so i was glad about that from the opening page you get to see it's a man thing we will find night morbius and ghost rider ghost rider was the most level-headed throughout the whole oh, issue yeah. to me it was starting and i was like oh it's you know, a mountain just appears, and then suddenly, but it kind of gave me some good laughs. Like oh, suddenly, yeah. like you said, randomly, it does seem very seventies. So okay, seventies look. You could tell by the dialogue. So I could <laughs> tell some younger um, viewers might not care for it so much. Right. I thought it was kind of funny when like Morbius just suddenly starts fighting Werewolf by Night, and then the guy Starseed comes out, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. Maybe it's going to be because, you know, he's this guy, he's all gold and they're monsters. It's going to turn into something like, oh, he's the real monster. And, you know, just because they look different. <laughs> and really, he just starts telling a story about uh, this may offend Demi Lovato, but aliens. He says aliens, <laughs> um, you know, took over his people. It was a very cheap looking alien that was red and had like random eyes. And then he talks about how he got it back. Yeah. And then. He's just telling the story, and then Werewolf by Night just attacks him. Right and out of out of says, nowhere, he's like, ah, "I'm gonna get you." And Morbius is like, "That's a good idea. I'm yeah. gonna do that too." So the guy just gets jumped, and they gave me a good laugh. I was like, "Wow, this isn't like it's not a Daredevil born again. It's no, not like uh, before I did annual um, 
you know, Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's not like something where it's story driven. It's just kind of funny. They're fighting. They they did a little talk, and then he gets beat up, and Ghost Rider's just trying to defend him. <laughs> right, man trying to just, save him. Man Thing's just there, trying to grab, and Ghost Rider. <laughs> All man only level-headed character. All Man Thing wanted to do was let Ghost Rider know, "Hey, I'm on your side." As soon as Man <laughs> Thing touched Ghost Rider, Get Ghost Rider was me. like, "Whoa, I'm gonna beat you up now because you touched me." Yeah, and and I thought at the end there there was a little bit of a twist where you know it shows that they should not have attacked somebody that just right? appeared and just started talking to them. <laughs> but for Dude. me, this '70s wild comic <laughs> of marvel premiere 28 the legion of monsters <laughs> like i said it doesn't make us one of the best but i did end up enjoying it it's it's a quick fun read it gave me some good laughs and i rate it an 8.5 if you're in the mood for just something quick and fun <laughs> then i think you might enjoy this especially i i like the characters i like ghost rider morbius we will find nightman thing so i can there risk- and there <laughs> I can respect that. 8.5 out of 10 for sheer fun factor alone. I, I can yeah. respect that. I can get behind that. So that was, that's why I give Marvel <laughs> Premiere 28, 8.5. Hey guys, how's it going? My name's uh, the Starseed. I'm here to live in this mountain. Back I'm Ghost Rider. This is Morbius. This is where we'll, we'll fight night. And that's man thing. We're going to kick the crap out of you. What? Pretty Why? Much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Ghost Rider will be the only one defending you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just a wild out there comic book that like yeah. I said, for fear the, the fun of it was what made it the best thing for me. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Right on. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. So uh with that, we could say that next week, hopefully me, uh Jamie should be back. If he is back, we will be reviewing it is scheduled. We're we're planning to review the comic that he picked out for me, Deadpool versus Carnage. Ooh. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to it uh hopefully it's it's fun like this one but a better storyline and i'm guessing the artwork will definitely be better because i I would imagine (laughs) but yeah um, i am looking forward to deadpool versus carnage uh tim it's been great having you on thank you for stepping up again uh filling in place of jamie this time any last minute things you'd like to say to everybody before we close the show. Yeah, absolutely. Sonny, thank you very much for having me on here today. It's, it has been an absolute blast. I have had a great time sitting here talking with you about comic books and, and stuff that we just love on a daily basis. Yeah. It's, it's been wonderful. And I hope that we get to do this again with Jamie with us next time. Uh, yeah. So so that way we can all be together and, and talk about this. Jamie, uh, enjoy your well-deserved rest, my good friend. Uh, you deserve it. And uh, I will be happy to relinquish this seat back to you when you come back next week so I can get back to work on some decoding panel stuff for you guys. Um, yeah, decoding panels, lots of cool stuff coming out in the future. Uh, Flash number zero, you guys already reviewed that. That's on its way. Dark Ages number two, uh, within two weeks after each of those issues release for the miniseries, uh, there will be a decoding panels for those. I got to so, get to reading those. So, so, well, you've got decoding panels episodes yeah. to watch. So. Yeah, help me out there you go uh, holding it 
we've also got some other cool stuff down the pipeline that would be red hood and the outlaws number one you guys reviewed that also uh silver surfer annual number six that's coming and also special marvel edition and i really had to look that up to make sure it wasn't misplaced words it is special marvel edition number 15 that's the first appearance of shang chi uh and also uh one that i tossed in the mix and this will be the batman slash spawn crossover that image comics put out where spawn becomes hamburger face and gets the battering stuck in his head but yeah beyond that uh characters (laughs) beyond that lots of other cool stuff coming on the decoding panel side of things and once again guys i do grady meat so if you get a chance go over there and take a peek at that after you're done consuming all the comic book news and comic book information and decoding panels you can stomach yeah well thank you again tim for stepping up stepping in we always enjoy having you everybody thank you again for always viewing liking, subscribing, tuning into all of our stuff that we put out there. You know, we're doing the best to put more things out there, more content for everybody. Jamie, I'll see you next week, man. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to Deadpool versus Carnage. And uh, yeah, Tim, I'm looking forward to, uh, to your decoding panels episode of this amazing story we went over today. <laughs> and, uh, and the Punisher Circle of Blood, which I know Jamie is really excited for. It's his favorite Punisher series ever written. Yes. <laughs> so with that, everybody take care. Enjoy. I'll see you all next week. Take care. Good night.